Thank you for joining us for this Monday Thursday service of 7th Avenue Presbyterian Church. The Reverend Sharon Huey is preaching on Psalm 116 verses 1 through 14 and on 1 Corinthians 11 verses 23 through 26. Tonight we recall how Jesus gathered with his friends for a meal and washed their feet. You are invited, should you feel so led, to have bread and cup prepared for communion or to simply allow yourself to be present in a spirit of communion with us. As you hear the words of institution, I invite you to allow yourself to enter the movements of the liturgy with the breaking of the bread and the pouring of the cup and during the distribution music to receive in whatever way feels right for you, knowing that our unity is not found in our conformity, but in our diversity. And now, as we move into worship, I invite you to return to the gentle light of the sanctuary and the quiet gathering of the community as you prepare to worship God.
in quietness and darkness, in peace and confusion, Jesus enters our world to make a home in us. And God says, I am for you. In quietness and darkness, in peace and confusion, we are invited to join in prayer in the presence of all of God's beloved. And God says, I am for you. In quietness and darkness, in peace and confusion, we lift the cup of salvation and praise God's holy name. Let us worship God. reading from Psalm 116. I love God because God has heard my voice and my supplications, because God inclined God's ear to me. Therefore, I will call on the Holy One as long as I live. The snares of death encompassed me. The pangs of Sheol laid hold on me. 
I suffered distress and anguish. Then I called on the name of the Holy One. O God, I pray, save my life. Gracious is the Holy One and righteous. Our God is merciful. God protects the simple. When I was brought low, God saved me. Return, O my soul, to your rest, for the Holy One has dealt bountifully for you. For you have delivered my soul from death, my eyes from tears, my feet from stumbling. I walk before the Holy One in the land of the living. I kept my faith even when I said, I am greatly afflicted. I said in my consternation, everyone is a liar. What shall I return to God for all God's bounty to me? I will lift up the cup of salvation and call on the name of God. I will pay my vows to the Holy One in the presence of all God's people. Hear what the Spirit is saying to the church. Thanks be to God.
reading from the first letter to the Corinthians, the 11th chapter, beginning with the 23rd verse. For I received from the Christ what I also handed on to you, that Jesus on the night when he was betrayed took a loaf of bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, This is my body that is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same way, he took the cup also, after supper, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood. Do this as often as you drink it, in remembrance of me. For as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Christ's death until he comes. Here ends the reading.
Before she died, my grandmother made plans to set up a fund, quite a substantial one, to be drawn upon for an annual family feast. The fund was to be used after her passing, once a year during Qingming, the season in the Chinese calendar set aside to honor our ancestors. Every family has their own traditions. For us on Qingming, there was always a trip to the cemetery in Colma with 10 or more of us, representatives of three generations, walking in the damp grass with bunches of flowers to find where my grandfather and grandmother were buried. We'd stop at the gravestone, brush off the dirt and twigs that had accumulated, and take a moment to look at our forebears' stark black and white photos, remembering these kin of mine, who were in so many ways strangers to me. And then we would all go out to dinner and feast on the most sumptuous Chinese banquet of at least eight courses. There was always braised crab and plates of long-life noodles and Peking duck with steamed buns. We'd sit and eat, and just something in the simple act of sharing a table together made the stories pour out of us. All kinds of stories. Stories of our current lives, where we had traveled, what was happening at work, who was having the next baby. This meal was also a chance to tell and hear old stories. Those were the best, in my opinion. Here was a chance to hear my dad and his older brother talk about growing up in Chinatown in the 1940s and share memories of their mom, my grandma, a woman I knew, but because of language, I didn't really know. Hearing the stories of her, shared in loving detail by her sons, brought her to life for me. So, all this, and noodles too. Somehow my wise grandmother knew that the best gift you could give your family was to put them around a table where both our bodies and our spirits could be fed. Jesus knew this too, which is why even on the eve of his death, with the cross looming and the darkness growing, rather than turn inward, Jesus looked outward, far into the future, his vision stretching out to embrace the generations to come, instituting a feast that would be celebrated among the ever-growing circle of his friends. It's astounding, really, of all the ways that Jesus could have chosen to be remembered by his followers, perhaps through a recounting of his miracles or a recitation of his teaching, Jesus chose to be remembered with food, earthy and material food, 
sustaining and delicious food. Food that we enjoy with our senses and take into our bodies. Not a belief system, not a principle to hold, but a grace that holds us. Bread and cup, friends around the table, and a deliverance story that we get to relive every time we taste of God's feast. Christ has died. Christ is risen. Christ will come again. Does anything more need to be said? No, but this story can and must be savored. You see, friends, when we gather at the communion table, as we will do tonight, we're not just looking back and conjuring up memories of Jesus. This isn't some sweet moment of nostalgia. No, remembering has a kind of momentum to it, a power. We remember Jesus and we are incorporated. We are remembered together into the body of Christ. Having tasted of his life and death and resurrection, we together become part of the still unfolding story of Jesus. This story isn't over. We are made alive to Christ's living, breathing presence with us. We are made alive, too, to all those other guests around the table. Those we love and those we struggle to love, as Pastor Myers will sometimes pray. Jesus has some difficult friends we wish could sit at a different table, but here we all are in our messy and beautiful diversity, each one of us wanted and beloved members of the body of Christ. Such a gorgeous vision for these painfully fractured times in which we live. God has only one table, and absolutely everyone is invited. Do this in remembrance of me, Jesus says, as bread is torn and we take into ourselves the brokenness of Jesus, which is somehow able to make us and our world whole. Do this in remembrance of me, Jesus says, as a cup is poured and we taste the love that flows from his sacrifice. Now, this love is literally in us, ready to be poured out for the sake of loving others. When I was first ordained as a pastor, I was given a gift from our denomination of a traveling communion kit. The kit consisted of a small bottle for holding the juice, some plastic cups, and a tiny dowelhouse-sized plate which could hold a wafer or two, all held in a little black box. It was very handy. 
There would be times when parishioners were too sick or weak to come to a church service for the Eucharist. So I would go to them with my communion on the go set and a small crucifix. There was a woman I visited in her 50s with stage four pancreatic cancer. After a few months of chemo treatments, which made her miserable, she decided to stop the treatments and accept that death would come more quickly than she had anticipated. Everything in me wanted to have an answer for her, some word that would lift her out of her circumstances and out of her sorrow, some way to prevent the inevitable. I remember my own spirit being strengthened as I held up the broken bread to this dying woman and spoke the words I had said a thousand times. The body of Christ broken for you. Somehow, this time, the words became a revelation for me. The broken bread told the story. God isn't afraid of brokenness. God enters brokenness. God became broken. And now this brokenness is what saves us. Rather than lifting us out of our sorrow, God sets a table in the middle of our sorrow, in the heart of the darkness, in the very presence of death. Even here, Jesus is present. However you come to the table tonight, know that the living Christ welcomes you here in your brokenness, in the world's brokenness, as we feel the fragility of our lives more than ever before. Even here, a table is spread. There is still a feast. People of God, taste and see that God is good. Amen.
we come to the table in the midst of our joy and our sorrow, in the very presence of death, that our bodies and spirits might be fed. We come to the table with a chance to hear and tell and savor old stories in an ever-growing circle of ancestors and friends. We come to the table where we remember with food, earthy and material, and our remembered love poured out in the world. So come, not because you must, but simply because you may. Christ be with you. And also with you. Lift up your hearts. We lift them up to God. Let us give thanks to the God of life. It is right to give God thanks and praise. Let us pray. Holy God, Mother of life, in the beginning your abundance flowed forth, birthing sweet possibility and the unyielding flame of hope. Delighted in what was born, you wrapped creation in your love, witnessing its complexity and beauty and stories to be honored and savored. You beheld the soil, taking in the dying and offering sustenance for life. You breathed in the air, blanketing the earth. You were present to the smoothing of stones and the trickling of waters. With the belief of a midwife, you witnessed the labor of the learned builders of the rivers, earth, and sky. Beavers and ants, swallows and honeybees, the teachers of challenging barriers, diving loons and migrating salmon, those who model caring for community, whales and water buffaloes, wolves and elephants. And out of the beauty of the night, you held watch for our arrival, their younger siblings, who would become grandmothers and daughters sons and fathers, with their own stories to tell. When we found ourselves in confusion and overwhelm, in grief and sorrow, you invited us to come, sit down on the earth and eat, find rest and sweet comfort. There you inspired us to believe in one another, knit together, formed and reformed, strengthened by vision, love, hope. We were greeted by this spirit of hope in Jesus the Christ, a friend who knew the thirst of the desert and the renewal of community. He taught us as he walked through the whole of life, including death, and in, in resurrection beckoned us to believe we are able to arise and follow. Therefore, with angels and archangels and all the company of heaven, we worship and adore your glorious name, evermore praising you and singing.
sweet mystery, pour out your spirit, we pray. On this simple bread, wheat from the field that it might be for us, the body of Christ. Pour out your spirit, we pray, on this cup, juice from the vine that it might be for us, the life of Christ. Pour out your spirit, we pray, on us, your gathered people, that we might truly know we are the body of Christ. Pour out your spirit, we pray. And now we are bold to pray the words that Jesus taught us, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. On the night when Jesus was betrayed, he gathered around the table with friends, just as we are gathered with friends of the faith. And he took bread, and after giving thanks to God, he broke it, saying, Take and eat. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same way, after supper, he took the cup, saying, This cup is the new covenant, poured out for the forgiveness of sin and sealed in my love. Take, drink, do this, do this in remembrance of me. For as often as we drink from one cup and break from one loaf, we proclaim the life, death, and resurrection of the Christ until we feast with him in glory. Friends, these are the gifts of God for the people of God. Take them and feast on them in your hearts by faith with thanksgiving. The bread and cup of Christ. Let us partake with one another. Thanks. 
Let us pray. Holy God, you have fed us in body and spirit, in music and silence, in bread and cup, gathering us together living members of the body of Christ. And for that, we give our thanks and praise. Amen. God has set a generous feast, and you have been remembered into the body of Christ. Tonight, you have even tasted of this grace. May the nourishment you've received send you out with hope to be Christ's body in the world. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord shine grace upon you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. Amen. Mm-hmm.